When your family gathers for prayer, for family devotions, to gather around God's word, does it include singing? If it doesn't, why not? Joining me by phone today, the Reverend Philip Hoppe, Pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson and St. Paul Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota. Pastor Hoppe, welcome back. Hey, glad to be with you again. Glad to have you on Faith and Family today. And uh, I, I should also include, in addition to serving um, Peace Lutheran and St. Paul Lutheran, uh, you and uh, a, a colleague have put together a, a very helpful resource, livingplanted.com, a resource for families. Tell us a little bit about livingplanted.com. Yeah, Living Planet uh, is really just a uh, kind of a, well, I should I was going to say end product. We're still working on things, so it's not end <laughs> product, but started just from conversations uh, that a couple of us had about how to encourage one another in family devotions and also uh, for those of us that were pastors, how we could encourage our people. And so Living Planted is kind of the um, the resource side of that to say, uh, here are some things that you can do uh, in at, in your home that hopefully are pretty much just printed out and use it kind of stuff, uh, because we found that in our own lives and in talking to other people that, you know, a lot of people understood they should do devotions but uh, did not get around to it, and so we wanted to kind of make it as uh, easy to, to use as possible, and then trusting the Spirit would uh, do, you know, his thing as, as people use the simple resources we have uh, and would, you know, help them to continue to grow in their faith and, and grow in their appreciation uh, of what Jesus has done for them. Why do you think, Pastor, we are reluctant to, uh, to, to come together as a family for family devotions? What are the reasons we give for, uh, for not doing family devotions? Certainly, I think, you know, a lot of people will end up using kind of the idea of busyness, right, as, as a reason not to do it. And certainly, I think any of us uh, know that, um, that feeling of, well, you know, there's nothing left, or at least there's no energy left in <laughs> the body at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day. You know, either, uh, either one can be kind of a place where people feel a little bit tired and, and want just their time uh, to, to kind of either work into or out of the day. Um, so I think that's one of the things. I think the other thing is, uh, unfortunately, we just didn't have family devotions uh, modeled real well in a lot of uh, Lutheran homes. Um, it's, Lutheran schools have done so much uh, for a lot of people that if there's one downside, I think it was that many families... Uh, in having access to Lutheran schools, you know, even in rural areas and things like that, was that uh, families didn't understand how critical of a role they were to play in the formation of their children. And and so I think we're kind of, I hope, we're recovering that uh, now a little bit, and that even if you have the blessing of a Lutheran school, you also uh, realize that even that, right, is, is not, uh, you can't just drop your kid off and hope that they will, uh, come out all right, that just like anything you want your children to do well, and you need to be personally involved in it. Why are, why are family devotions so important to the family and to our faith? Well, one of the ways I've described it most regularly uh, is the idea of uh, back a while back, I, I was coaching a uh, you know, little uh, kids basketball league. And, you know, when we would have our games, sometimes I felt like the parents, you know, were really 
surprised that once a week practice was not turning their kids into NBA stars, you know. Um, and, um, and so I kind of always use that to say, right, again, if you really want your child to grow in anything, you need to put in time, and really you need to do that daily. I mean, almost every coach uh, will tell you as far as some of those uh, sporting skills, that daily practice is important. And, you know, we can take that as a general principle with our daily devotions, again, that daily practice, daily uh, encounter with God's Word is important. And then when you add to that the thing that sports practice could never give you, which is that when we open up the Word, God himself is doing this great work of comforting you and rebuking you, of, of showing you the way uh, in which he would have you to both walk and to trust in him and, and all of those things. It just becomes this thing where our faith is constantly built up. And the, the people of old and the people uh, certainly in the scriptures, um, I'm sure they didn't do it perfectly either, but some of the you know examples we get in the scripture, whether it be David or whatever, he talks about, you know, at the very least praying three times a day. Uh, and I don't know, in, in my home uh, as well, a lot of times it seems one time a day is, is a struggle to get that done, but uh, God's people understand that the more time they have uh, with God's Word, uh, the better they are going to uh, be able to understand God and His ways, and the more they're going to appreciate the salvation that they have in Christ. What, then, is unique about singing together in family devotions? Well, you know, singing is uh, something that the Scriptures talk about uh, a lot. In fact, um, you know, I didn't count them myself, but one thing I had read recently said that, you know, there's something like 400 references in the Scriptures to singing, and, and at least 50 of them are, uh, you know, commands or, uh, you know, that, that say, sing to the Lord. Um, and so, you know, uh, I remember being in a meeting once, and we were talking about the fact that, uh, especially it seemed teenage boys, you know, didn't like to sing at anything in church. And uh, whether that was, you know, in a choir or just in the pew. And one of the things uh, that kind of hit me is I said, you know, the singing is not really something that is sort of uh, an optional thing for the people of God, right? It's always been a part of God's people's uh, worship and their life with Him. Um, and I think probably, you know, uh, there's lots of reasons. I, one uh, is because God, as the creator of melody and song, uh, has given us that gift because he knows it helps set his truths into our hearts and minds. Um, you know, I, as one who teaches, you know, confirmation, uh, you'll get uh, kids, you know, that might come in and... Uh, singing along in their mind, you know, an entire popular song that they hear on the radio, and then, you know, you ask them to memorize the first commandment, and they struggle, right, to say, well, how can I, you know, memorize those five or six words, right? <laughs> and uh, song has a way of helping memorization. Um, and so that's one important thing about song. I think the other thing is that it really adds a, kind of an intimacy to the whole experience of gathering together uh, in our homes. Um, I, uh, I don't know if we've got a, a little bit of time. I have one uh, quote here from, from Martin Luther that I thought was, was good. Would it be okay to... Certainly. Okay. Uh, Martin Luther says here, when man's natural ability is wedded and polished to the extent that it becomes an art, he's talking about singing here, 
He says, Then we do know with great surprise the great and perfect wisdom of God in music, which is, after all, his product and his gift. We marvel when we hear music in which one voice sings a simple melody while three or four or five other voices trip around that voice that sings its melody (laughs) and adorn it with wonderful musical artifacts, thus reminding us of the heavenly dance where we will meet in a spirit of friendliness, caress, and embrace. And those those last words there, you know, friendliness, caress, and uh, embrace, uh, I thought were interesting words, but really is true that there's an intimacy uh, when you're singing together with someone. Uh, and what better place to have that purest form of intimacy uh, but that in the Christian home, right, where we are to, to care and love and show affection for one another. Um, Luther also says if you, if you don't regard music as a marvelous creation of God, he says you must be a clodhopper indeed and deserve not to be called a human being. And you really should only be permitted to hear nothing but the brain of donkeys and the grunting of hogs. So, <laughs> Luther in his classic uh, <laughs> way of words there. But, I, you know, all of that to say, you know, I think there is, there is definitely uh, an intimacy there about singing uh, in the home. And if I can add just one last thing with that question would be, you know, just yesterday uh, celebrating the 4th of July. Um, you know, think about, uh, we had a parade here in, in our town and, you know, I thought, well, what if, you know, again, at the 4th of July celebration, nobody, uh, did sing or play the national anthem at all, right? People would just kind of be taken aback by that because the other thing that music, uh, is great for is forming culture, right? Or, uh, it's kind of a circular thing. Culture kind of brings forth music and then music, uh, shapes that culture, and I think that's a hundred percent true when we're talking about the culture of our homes. Uh, that when we have those words of God being sung in the family, uh, we have this wonderful culture of just meditation upon the Word of God, and again, meditation upon His great gift of Jesus. What an interesting point! Culture of the home. Every home has its culture, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we, I mean, in most, uh, probably like most cultures in general, um, we often don't maybe think about forming a culture, right? We kind of assume we're in a culture and, and it is what it is, but certainly at least in our uh, home, we can do things that truly help form the culture of the home uh, so that uh, what is uh, important uh, is pretty evident to everybody in the home. You know, it doesn't always mean everyone's going to be 100% on board every day, Um, but it does mean that uh, both parents and children and anyone else that's included in the home there, whether that might be, you know, grandma or grandpa or just people passing through, understand that uh, in this home, you know, meditation on the Word of God is is, uh, key to the whole culture of the home. Mm. Every culture has has language, has traditions, has roles. Uh, I never really thought of that before. The, 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 every home has a culture. Do we, is it something that's thrust upon us or do we do something to, to shape that culture? Well, I think it can work either mm-hmm. way, really, right? I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> our culture uh, in our home can be something that sort of results from uh, inaction, right? I mean, if we don't do anything, 
um, you know, uh, intentionally to try to shape that culture. There will be a culture in the home, uh, and blessedly where the Spirit is working, right, He's going to bring about good things in that, uh, in that home and in that uh, shaping of the culture. Uh, but I think, again, uh, the, if we take what the people of old and the Scriptures did to heart, we learn that there are these intentional things. Uh, you know, it's not that we ultimately are, are shaping the culture, but we are placing ourselves before the Word, uh, where the Spirit does His work of, of bringing forth the fruits of the Spirit. And that's, I guess, ultimately what we want the culture of the home to be, right? The, you know, gentleness and uh, peacefulness and all those kind of gifts of the Spirit uh, that we're dealing with each other in those ways. And, and that's what makes for good days in the homes, right, when those, when those things are flourishing. So if you, if you don't sing in family devotions, if you don't sing together in family devotions, but you think, okay, I, I, I want to try this, I want to add it, I can see how there would be benefits to it. What if you're not musically inclined? Any advice? Yeah, and I can speak kind of personally here. I'm I'm one who loves music. I love singing, but I have very little musical talent. I can't read music. I uh, can strum, I think, about four chords on a good day on a guitar. Um, and so that's been a struggle in my own family. Uh, and I would say, you know, I would say use every resource available to you. I mean, obviously, if you're blessed to have someone in the home uh, that can accompany the music, I think that's great, right? And again, whether that's, uh, you know, on a guitar or whether that's, um, you know, on a piano or a keyboard or, or even, you know, if you have that one person that just is really vocally talented that can sort of lead the way, that can be really helpful. But um, if you don't have those resources in your home, I mean, in our home, uh, we do everything from, like I said, if a uh, if a hymn happens to be simple enough for me to play on the guitar, we've done that. Um, my girls are learning piano, so they occasionally help out there. But we also sing along to hymns on YouTube, or we uh, find a, a, you know an organ recording or a piano recording of uh, the hymn that we want to sing and play that over the computer. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you know my advice to those that are not musically inclined is, thankfully, we live in an age where there's a lot of resources uh, that you can get to pretty easily that can help. And the last piece of advice, if you don't have that, the Internet's down and nobody's got a <laughs> lack of, uh, or no one's got a, uh, a musical bone in their body, uh, start by singing hymns you know very well. And maybe you only know the first verse, right? Uh, but sing those together. And I think you'd be amazed that when you start uh, to sing, uh, you'll notice maybe that there's a little more a musical ability uh, than you think. And secondly, even if not, if it's, you know, something that you comes out that you need to close the windows so you don't scare people outside, that uh, sound is still pleasing to the Lord. But I think most families will find uh, that there are people in their family that can really sort of help uh, lead. And it may be the young child, right, who's not afraid uh, yet to sing. Uh, but let whoever kind of uh, can kind of lead the way there, but use every resource and and start with the most familiar hymns you know uh, or songs. You know, if if all you can come up with uh, that you guys all know is is Jesus Love Me, and you sing that every day, I think that's better than not singing at all. So um, so you know, pick something that you you kind of already know, and that'll give you a little confidence. <laughs> 
what are the what are the benefits to singing together as a family during family devotions or family prayer? Well, kind of as we talked about before, I think it does bring that, you know, that intimacy. Music just has a, a wonderful way mm. of of creating that. Uh, the other thing, again, is just one of the things we're really trying to do uh, when we're gathering for family devotions is that we're really trying to let, um, well, uh, and let me just quote real quick, uh, Colossians 3.16 says, you know, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then it goes on to say, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And that first part, I think that the key benefit of music is it is great at letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, You know, people that study um, singing from a more, I guess you would say, scientific perspective say, you know, it singing kind of lights up parts of the brain that other uh, types of meditation or thought will not do. Uh, and so again, you know, we're not, we're not singing here, obviously, to, uh, you know, become the next uh, Von Trapp family or something like that to, you know, get to the point where we can have a performance group. Our key when we're doing family devotions is to let that Word of Christ dwell in us richly. And music uh, is a creation of God crafted for that very purpose, I believe. You mentioned earlier, not uh, one of the reasons we many of us don't have or don't practice family devotions, family prayer, is... You know, some generations have gone by where that wasn't a, a regular part of our uh, family life as Lutherans. What? How did you get started in family devotions in your family and singing together as a family? Uh, any stories from from the Hoppy household of uh, singing together in family devotions? Sure. I you know I think my story again is a lot like uh, a lot of other people. You know, you uh, and unfortunately, I think in a lot of cases when uh, people get married, uh, you know, hopefully they've got some sort of uh, family devotions going between husband and wife. But I know even in, in my marriage, you know, it would seem like we were kind of each doing our own thing, and then we would maybe, you know, uh, pray together before we went to sleep, and, and, you know, all that good and well, but probably not quite as maybe focused as it, as it should have been. And then kids come along, and you kind of, you know, have this understanding that, wow, I'm probably supposed to do something here to help these kids uh, learn the faith. And so I, I personally, again, you know, we tried different things. Well, let's just open to a place in the Bible, right, and read. Let's uh, get a devotional book. You know, when the kids were littler, you know, let's uh, look at, um, you know, an arch book or something like that from, from Concordia and, and help that story uh, kind of lead us into to devotions. But as we went on, what I finally learned, which really shocked me, was that having some level of formality in those daily devotions, uh, the kids really responded to that. And so uh, what we use in our, our resource on the, on the website there, Living Planted, that you mentioned is we use there are these orders for daily prayer uh, that are in uh, the Lutheran service book, that hymnal uh, that a lot of our congregations in the Missouri Synod churches use. Uh, there are these little orders for daily prayer as individuals and families. And when we started those, I thought my kids were going to revolt at kind of this formal back and forth. Uh, but they love that. Kids have a part, right? And they like having a part. It makes them uh, be engaged. And so 
again, I think simple and with some level of repetition is a great way to get started. That's why, you know, kind of how we've crafted things over there at our website is to really encourage that. And it helps the one leading, uh, you know, ideally the father in the home leading these devotions uh, to be able again to say, if I don't feel like I know anything today to teach my children, I can read my line and have them repeat the next line. Then I can read the scripture, right? To then, you know, hopefully again, you know, then we say, well, here's a song we all know. Let's try to try to sing that. But I, you know, it, it like I said, it's not, um, you know, sometimes when you uh, try to help uh, lead the church in some thought towards this uh, as, you know, we've been doing with our, our website and things like that, it can induce a lot of guilt, right? Because <laughs> you're talking about the importance of family devotions and have this idea of how to do it, and then you get into your own home, right? And it's not uh, quite as easy, right, to have a, a child that wants to slump over in their blanket, you know, and, and tell you they're singing, but the lack of their lips even, you know, moving at all. Uh, make that seem unlikely, at least. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's rather than, and I think this is one of the things that really helps people get into devotions, is the understanding that you're not going to start perfect, and really I don't think you're going to finish perfect either. So start, right, and get going on it. Uh, the Spirit will do His work. He'll get over, uh, you know, go around and through your imperfections, uh, and get that word of Christ uh, implanted in you, but it's never a, it's never a perfect thing, you know. In our home, again, there are obviously some hymns that we think we've got down, and we start singing them. And about you know uh, a stanza in, we look at each other and say, "I'm not sure we were even you know all singing the same thing there." So you know that's always an encouragement that I give to people, and and I try to share my own story there to say because you know I think. Um, some people believe that perhaps in a pastor's home, you know, these devo- everyone is sitting at perfect attention and singing, you know, beautiful four-part harmony. And, uh, and that can be, a, you know, when you have this false idea of what it should look like or what it's going to look like, maybe is the best way to put that, it can really be a thing that keeps you from doing it. You think, I can't pull that off. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we'll, uh, I know both myself and, and uh, Pastor Dan Galsuit, who as the mission executive in in the Kansas district right now, we try to use our own family's experience to encourage people uh, to understand that perfection is not uh, our goal, right? Our our goal is is that meditation upon the Word of Christ. So who is the, uh, who carries the tune in the Hoppy household? (laughs) Uh, Depends on the song. Again, you know, even uh, pastors often, uh, you know, will get to a new church, right, and they'll pick a hymn that they are certain, uh, you know, everyone loves because their last congregation loved it and sang it with gusto, you know, and then you, you play it in your new congregation and everybody's looking at each other. And some of that happens in the home, too, right, where, uh, you know, we don't, we don't think about it, but each one, even in the home, has a little different exposure to different songs. Um, obviously husband and wife, kind of from where they grew up, what churches they went to, uh, but even the kids, depending on their age, right, we don't always recognize, but, uh, you know, the pastor uh, might have been picking 
uh, a particular hymn more often in one child's life than, you know, when they were at a certain point in their life than another. And uh, so I think that, you know, that happens in the home, too, that there's some of that that, um, you know, the, the one person really likes a hymn and another person uh, doesn't. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely who knows it takes the lead in the hoppy home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just the fact that uh, some of our hymns have more than one melody, too, even within right. the hymnal, uh, can be confusing. But, uh, but, but don't let it be daunting. Don't let, it be, uh, don't let that prevent you from singing together as a family in family prayer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's just it, right? Uh, it's um, uh, try it, uh, you know. Um, just do it, you know. I know some some company said that sometime, you know. But uh, you know, just just get going, and that's that's really probably one of the key pieces of advice that I try to give to young families is not to just overwhelm them with a lot of stuff to think about early on. Just just start. Uh, and again, if you have a CD, um, you know, some of the um, even our those you know people that are listening that are part of. Uh, you know, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod churches that are using kind of the the standard Sunday school material. You know, sometimes you get a CD now that's sent home with the kids. Uh, and so if that's what you've got, right, put that in and sing along to that. The kids will probably there, they'll take the lead, right, if they've been using those mm-hmm. in in their Sunday school classrooms, you know, they'll, you know, and they'll probably even perk up pretty quick and say, hey, that's one I know. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Hoppy, thanks so much for being our guest today. And uh, we'll point folks to livingplanted.com with the archive of today's program as well. Lots of great resources there to help your family uh, gather together for family prayer and, and stay together for family prayer. Thanks so much for being our guest on Faith and Family. Well, thank you very much for having me. And I pray God's uh, blessings on all the families listening. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word, right here on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.